We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. Can I get some free steak? (laughs) You having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and it is time for our last episode of 2023. Today, as selected by the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, we are talking The Princess Bride. It's me, Caroline Darney, Ryan Nanny going over a just a classic. This movie is absolutely delightful. Big shout out to the Patreon for selecting this one, especially our big chill producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Drees, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Class State and Fire, Jason Alva, Stephen DeBoe, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkleman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Ruan Balagoon, Jeff Estes, Anthony Scaffone, and Taylor Logan. Biggest thanks to them and all of the patrons for supporting the show in the 2023 year and big thanks to anyone who if this is your first episode if this is your i don't know 52nd episode however many we've had biggest thanks to you for tuning in joining me joining caroline joining all of our great guests and covering uh and covering these movies and covering ted lasso it's been great um like i said at the top this is going to be the last episode of the year we're going to take a break for christmas and then we're going to have a best of on the New Year's Monday, but then we'll be back at it in January, uh, covering your favorite movies, doing a monthly live watch for the Patreon. So all that good stuff. Uh, Hope everyone has a very happy holidays. Let's talk The Princess Bride with me, Caroline, and Ryan. All right, returning to tonight's episode of Big Screen Sports, she is from Bet for the Win and the co-host of For the Water Cooler, and he is from The Messenger and the co-host of The Shutdown Fullcast, Caroline Darney and Ryan Nanny. Guys, would you rather deal with a shrieking eel or a rodent of unusual size? Rodent of unusual size, for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You know where you have to be to deal with a shrieking eel? In the water. Absolutely you not. You do. That's fair. But- you're you're like trained for that <laughs> that's like your whole thing isn't that the first day of boot camp in the navy shrieking eels <laughs> yes specifically shrieking eels they're like the helo dunker with shrie- shrieking eels i think uh, i mean i think the rodents of unusual size are, is probably the right call because they like the uh, whatever i'm not gonna get into these weeds but like i i think they're easier to deal with than the film lets on 
I think so because of ease of movement. Yeah, right. Like I think if you just serpentine, they're done. The, their lateral <laughs> movement has to be terrible, but I will say the the rodent is horrifying. If you went yeah. up like three steps, the rodent would be like, ah, I can't do that. That's why I can't figure out why he struggled so much with it because it's got such short legs. Yeah. Like, I I feel like there's no way that it should have that much leverage on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it, the rodent just wouldn't. It's never seen a juke move, so I I think that's that's oh, probably the move. Hit B button, spin, nothing. You're I gone. need someone. I need someone good at video to mix Tavon Austin highlights with Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dodging rodents. Uh, before we get into it, Caroline, what's going on at Bet for the Win? Oh, we got all sorts of stuff happening over at Bet for the Win for the Win. We got a lot of uh, college football content as we head into the postseason. Um, are people still gambling or have, have we as a society stopped to do yeah, that? Everyone that stopped. Going strong? Everybody weird. made all their money. Everybody made all the money. <laughs> Everybody was it. like, I've won too much and had mm-hmm. to stop. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, everyone's still betting on all the things. Um, it should be, yeah, we've got a ton of stuff coming up. Um, like I said, around bowl games, college football playoffs, um, NBA seasons in full swing, um, all sorts of fun stuff. And, uh, got some TV content for all mankind is back um yeah all sorts of things and of course taylor swift content so always it never stops and ryan how are things at the messenger i just copy whatever caroline's doing i just see whatever (laughs) caroline's doing and i just write my version of it so everything caroline said i'm just gonna do do that (laughs) so it's going great it's it's, it's so easy and so I just wake up. Right. I just wake up and I'm like, "What Caroline write?" I'm like, "All right, there's my assignment." It's just like, "Oh wow, she wrote about dogs and Top Gun again." This is weird. <laughs> all right, you know. Guess I've got to dive right back in. That's, dogs and right. Top Gun. What's cuter, dogs or Top Gun? Tide. Okay, cool. I got a Rover review um, that included Top Gun, so I feel like I've peaked as a. What's person. that mean? You've reached your final form. How did it include <laughs> Top Gun? So, um, I had a whole conversation because I was trying to figure out my schedule for the second day of watching this dog and explained to the the owner, the woman that I had like to do an interview and she asked more about it and I was, uh, had, <laughs> I was chatting with every friend of the pod. I don't know if, I guess we can say that because we just talked, mentioned him multiple times, but I had an interview with Glenn Powell about Texas football play and the music. play the music. Um, and so I had told her, she was like, oh, that's cool. How'd you? Anyway, so I explained like doing some of the junkets and stuff. And so in the review that she left on my profile was saying that it, like it was actually glowing. Like, I want to see if I can put this on my resume because she was very kind uh, about how like timely and interesting and like loving I was to the dog and like patient with the dog um and mentioned like it's like super interesting and then put like m dashes like ask her about her top gun maverick connection oh okay okay <laughs> so it's all in there five stars by the way i bet dogs hate top gun <laughs> the loud noises are probably a problem loud noises no room for them in the plane this it's is gonna all- surprise you my two are now do not react to the movie at all so i wonder why that, that is <laughs> Maverick sometimes looks up when John Hamm gets mad at Maverick. So. I think I think they're probably like they go to the beach and there's nobody playing with dogs. Like there's just no dog fun in this. There's movie. one dog in the movie. They love yeah, that but, part, but there's no fun. Like it's yeah. not a. It's not like a. Oh, here's here's some stuff with fun dogs. 
Nope, don't take the dog on the boat. Don't take the dog on the... It's called dog fighting, and it's like, that's not what this is. <laughs> that's not what we do. No. It's insulting. We don't fly. It's insulting to dogs, frankly. Yeah, right. <laughs> How dare you imply that we would You fight. know we can't fly. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, if I've, I've reached my final form. <laughs> yes, you're, you're, you're thriving. Well... Last week, Caroline, we did uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as voted on by the patrons. And during that recording, I mentioned that it had tied with another movie that in in the patron poll. And right away, you you gave me all the indications of this is a movie that you want to do. So today, as voted on by the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, we are doing The Princess Bride, the 1987 comedy adventure movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the summary for this movie it's it's not as funny as the the disney plus survey or a summary but it's a bedridden boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles enemies and allies in his quest to be reunited with true love continuing the the summary the disney plus one calls him an ailing boy really implying that this this child is dying and not just faking sick from school like Ferris Bueller wanting to play video games. Uh, it starred Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, and Mandy Patinkin. Directed by Rob Reiner, based on the book by William Goldman, got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Caroline, when I, I threw out the name of this movie, you jumped at it. Why? I love this movie. This was our snow day movie growing up. So anytime mm. we had off of school, we would throw on Princess Bride. So I just have, I think it's, um I'm always intrigued to find out when if people there are a few people that don't love this movie and that's totally fine to each their own generally i found that those are folks that watched it later in life and i think you miss out on some of that like connection of whatever it was growing up and so i don't know there's just something special about this movie and i find it just so comforting (laughs) and it's really funny i don't know i laugh at there's so many things that i realize that i say or that i quote heavily from this movie um and it's just i just find it charming i absolutely love it i enjoyed watching it again thoroughly it had been a while since i'd seen it um and i I love mandy patankin so he's he's a delight yeah he's a delight ryan did you experience the princess bride early in life yes uh i grew up in florida so we didn't have a snow day movie but this was like (laughs) you grew up in the fire swamp that's correct uh this was like a reliable you're you're homesick or you're just like you're on a family vacation and you you just needed to like bring or you're at your grandma's house or something like i i probably saw this at a grandparent's house for the first time and yeah i i totally agree with caroline that i think seeing it when you're little it's i think what it is is that it has a lot of elements of and this is very meta because this is what the film itself deals with it has a lot of like elements of an adult film not an adult film that's not what i meant to say at all (laughs) of a film for grown-ups but it's not a like film that's inappropriate to show like an eight-year-old or something like that so you kind of get to feel like i'm watching i i'm watching this thing that is a little bit more grown-up and is a little bit more mature but is funny in ways that kids will get is like actiony but not it's like the two things you've already mentioned, the RUSs and the the Shrieking Eels, are maybe the scary. There's one other thing I could throw in there, but like it's not like terrifying at any point. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. it's 
especially doing this show, it is always nice when there is a movie that I can do my rewatch and have my 10 year old son watch with me. And I still love the movie. And it is, it is a perfect, like once you reach the age where you can see this, it's great for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's legit. It's legitimately funny. The action is, is really fun. It's very, like Ryan said, it's meta. It's, it's, it's so the movie is so self-aware in a in a really good way which is which is really enjoyable and i also i love the framing device the grandpa reading it to his to his uh his little grandson his ailing, his ailing bedridden grandson <laughs> so i'm gonna can i plug myself for a little bit here of course i have and i wrote about this almost three years ago at this point i have a theory that um that uh uh fred savage's character who does he have a name does the kid have a name grandson okay the grandson i have this developed theory that fred savage is jake johnson's character from new girl nick miller and this is him as a child experience like like this is this is this is him like nick miller this is nick miller as a child oh my god having this experience yes done say less so this is where i have to just say i've i didn't i am not a part of the people who have watched new girl so okay. i've i've just gotta i yes caroline i know and i'm getting ahead of this even though unlike in our live watch when my wife was there during the live watch to call me out when correcting I seen him on everything. But, here's uh, here's here's the important piece of connected tissue so in this movie we meet the grandson and the grandfather and the mom in new girl we don't meet jake johnson's grandfather but we do meet his father who is played by dennis farina and i like it's very hard for you to for you to tell me that dennis farina couldn't play peter falk's son who is then jake johnson's grandfather yeah. I just started yeah. laughing, just imagining Dennis Farina as someone's dad, which I'm sure, like, I think Dennis Farina had kids, but imagine Dennis Farina being your dad. It'd be terrifying. Yes. I don't yes. want to, like, I'm sure you know this, Kyle, and I'm not trying to, like, rub it. You would love New Girl. I, like, It's it's yeah. one of those pop culture black, it's like that and Friday Night Lights are the two things that I know I would enjoy and I know I need to watch and, like, I've got some time coming up, so maybe maybe Miller that's the one. Also, is, Rob Rob Reiner's in New Girl as yes. has a recurring role. So he's Love Jessica Day's dad, right? Isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yes, he is. Yes, yeah. he's he's uh, property brothers. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I forget her name now. I'm doing great. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. That's the one. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Nick Miller is one of my favorite like television characters ever created. He is, and Jake Johnson plays him so flawlessly. Like it's just, yeah, you'll love that show. But I, I buy this hundred percent in. Yes, that's thank you, thank you. That that's better than my theory that this is actually a Ferris Bueller prequel. And once the grandpa dies, there's no one to stop him from from skipping school and causing havoc. (laughs) He was the only person keeping Ferris Bueller at home. So you think he's not sick? No, he's because the thing, the way he gives away to his mom, like he's like, here, feel me like I'm I'm sick. And it's sure you are, buddy. And then the grandpa has to come read the story because I think the mom is thinking this is this is the punishment. He's got to listen to a story. He can't play these video games. Grandpa's going to read him a story. And what then a, what a conversation it. that must be. Hey, dad, can you come over <laughs> can you and, come and show my kids your grandson because I'm mad at him? 
And then it gives him this lifelong sense of adventure, which he then needs to fulfill as a teenager by hijacking a float in a parade in downtown Chicago. Sure. And so, so I was going to say, it's all Chicago, so that stuff is tracking. Because, like, uh-huh. Nick Miller is from Chicago. Ferris Bueller takes place in Chicago. I, I, I would listen to arguments. We're, we're starting to turn into Charlie Day in front of the board. We're, we're threading <laughs> theories. We're, we're making this work. Um, I think we can all agree that this is a Hall of Fame movie. I would say the sport, pro- a little bit sword the sport fighting. of pirate uh, sword this, fighting, yeah, piracy. Yeah. Um, you know, piracy one climbing. of the oldest. There's sports. a lot of climbing. A lot of climbing. Sure. A lot of climbing. Yeah. So th- this the is mi- Hall of Fame. medieval decathlon. Let's say. <laughs> and there's the little baseball game at the beginning of the video game. There really, the, that pitcher was running down that. Sure, ball. sure. A little bit of a stretch, but yeah, sure. There's a bear's jersey. Sports. They're swimming. Yeah. <laughs> it really is everything. This is, yeah. it's a triathlon. Mm-hmm. Horse riding. Mm-hmm. This is Swim. arguably sportier than some of the water Waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> the great sport of waterboarding. <laughs> to be fair, if you had told somebody in like 1990 like oh waterboarding is going to be a big thing in 15 in like 12 years they'd be like that sounds fun you were like it's, it's a- not it's super not is that is that something people like waterboarding no <laughs> no no it's not fun it sounds cool it's not fun probably the funnest torture name waterboarding yeah yeah very misleading in that way i would say definitely um okay so the imdb trivia Extremely rich text. Tried to be selective. There's some fun nuggets. There's some casting ones. It is one of those ones that I encourage people, go check it out for yourself. A lot of fun stuff. The one piece of trivia that I knew before this, um, I think from the, I can't remember if it was a 30 for 30 or an HBO documentary, the one on Andre the Giant, but that uh, essentially his back was so bad that he couldn't hold Robin Wright like he had to be like she had to be supported on strings like that's that's how much pain he was in wow. at that point. Have you guys seen the Andre the Di- the the documentary? No. You're not telling it. Was, it, it, was, right, it was really good. No, it was really really good cuz like I didn't know that? anything about him beyond this movie really and like I knew he was a wrestler but now that I think about it I think it was an HBO one. It wasn't in these like these late run of 30 for 30s where it's just a just a highlight reel essentially. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I knew coming in. Um, this one I did not know, uh, and it relates to a text that Caroline sent us earlier. Robin Wright and Carrie Elwes were smitten with each other during filming, naturally helping their chemistry in the movie. Elwes said that he quote, couldn't concentrate on much of anything after that first encounter with Robin. These are two hot people, probably at their hottest. Gorgeous at their most gorgeous. They both are just fresh faced, beautiful. Yes. His hair looks wonderful in this. I actually told my, I talked to my sister this afternoon. I told her we were doing this and she's like, I love that movie, but now I can't see Carrie Elvis as anything except for the guy that cut his own leg off and saw. <laughs> and I was like, well, great. We're going to talk that. about the, the Elvis uh, career arc. Cause it's, it's really interesting it's how it's, it's funny that like, especially after not even after this, but like he goes on a really like good five to six year stretch, maybe even like longer. And then in 2000, I think saw came out in like 2004 and it's like, what is he doing in this? Yeah, that was jarring. That's also though. She made me and my dad watch that. And she was like, she's like, you'll love it. And it ended. And I wanted like 
we get along great, but it ended and I wanted to throat chop her. I saw I, Saw on a date. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I saw Saw on a date with uh, a woman who was like, I don't like like scary movies. Is this like that? And I was like, I've heard it's more like seven. It's more like psychological. And then it was like, oh no, this was a mistake. Yeah, that's we are not married in case <laughs> in case I needed to make that clear. It's not my wife. That is not my wife. I no. will say Seven would also be a really bad first date movie. So I think if that's what you thought it was, I don't know if that was the move. I, yeah, all. yeah. I'm kind of an idiot. I think it should be laid out here. She she would have really loved the part where Kevin Spacey walks in with his with his fingerprints cut off. That's <laughs> romance yeah. in the air i guess the end i guess the end of seven is not a real makeout sesh kind of no. moment now that, that you say happen. it out loud hmm. hold on i want to see what's in the box <laughs> <laughs> um there's some fun casting stuff fun casting stuff so this this book was in the works like was was tap william goldman wanted to make a movie out of this book or wanted this to get made for almost 20 years until this movie got made. So there were some different actors that came up. Uh, according to Goldman, when he was first trying to get the movie made in the 70s, a then-unknown Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to play Fezzik. Oh. Probably would have worked. No, yeah. not not then. He wasn't, he didn't have, he didn't have, like, the chemistry yet. He wasn't ready for that. Probably 90 Schwarzenegger works. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, Jingle All the Way Schwarzenegger would have worked, sure. Perfect. Very what, specifically. What yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What a film. Yeah, because we'll, we'll talk about it, but the, the really, truly, like the gentle giantness of, of Andre ma- makes it work. Um, another person offered the role, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Um, would have been different, but could have worked. A, Extremely a different. A Fezzik, yeah, yes. Yeah. That would have been very different. Yeah. Doesn't have quite the girth that, that Andre, different kind of giant. Yeah. <laughs> Just just sky hooking his way all over the land. Um, this one is interesting. Uh, Liam Neeson revealed on the Graham Norton show that he auditioned for Fezzik. Director Rob Reiner scoffed when he heard that Neeson's height was, quote, only six foot four. Liam Neeson's six foot four? Apparently, Liam Neeson is six foot four. Huh. Okay. Hey, Liam. Um... I don't see that. I don't I don't think this would have been the role for him, but I think I don't they, think they could have is... found something for him in this movie. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that's for him. Um, just like, we have a very special set of skills to get us up this mountain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did people know Liam Neeson for before Taken? Schindler's List. Yes, think about how <laughs> wild that is. That that's we went from we know him from this like very heartfelt movie about the Holocaust that won Academy Awards to oh he's the guy from Taken. That's his particular set of skills. Yes. Well, yes. he does have a nice little run. One of the storylines that works in Love Actually. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. nobody's like, oh, the Liam Neeson film. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's, that's oh, a good Liam point. Neeson, the guy from Love Actually. <laughs> that is how I'm only going to refer to him from yeah. here on. <laughs> the right. guy who almost had a part in Princess Prime. Yeah. Almost. That Liam yeah. <laughs> Star of star of star of love actually. Uh Uma Thurman auditioned for the role of Buttercup. She was okay. thought to not have the classic princess looks for the part. I I will say to go back to the two of them, they do have a very sort of like old Hollywood beauty to them that I yes. think that I think makes a lot of sense. But I think Uma Thurman probably could have pulled that off too. Yes. It was I didn't include this, but it was in the it was in the trivia that Carrie Grant 
or uh, Carrie Elwes was cast in part because he had that old Hollywood like Errol Flynn sort of yes. quality, which is funny because yes. then he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep. Yes, um, but they they both they both definitely do. And Robin Wright is so much of a like it's that perfect kind of fantasy world princess. Like she does seem she's not she, she's not damsel in distress. She does hold her own a little bit in this movie, but it's a little like. I guess more delicate than Uma Thurman. I didn't, I don't know if this is kill bill talking, but she does look yeah. like she could beat the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's something like ethereal to Robin, Wright. Yeah. To this, like she, the hair is perfect. Her skin is flawless in this movie. Like she just, she, I don't know what they, if they actually did use uh, like one of those, like what do they call it? Like the filters on it, whatever the, um, in an Instagram filter, they use. Yeah, that right? they put the Paris filter on it. I was. And here's here's a question I have for you because I was I just rewatched Band of Brothers, um, and <laughs> everyone knows where we're going with this. Now, Relevant. It's the idea of right. I think what you're talking about too. It's now they call it like iPad face, right? Like you can't cast someone in something historical if they look like they've seen an iPad. And I guess technically, mm. none of the people in Band of Brothers had seen an iPad because there wasn't one yet. But because in my mind, I was like, they did a really good job of casting this because like none of these guys look like they've ever seen an iPad. And I was like, oh, because they literally had not. But I think that the idea still stands. Like they have, they look like they could have that like old princess prince yeah. vibe that like you know countryside vibe that yeah. something like they, they've never googled anything <laughs> no and yes. like it's important that like it is like what a fantasy princess look like this is not what actual royalty looks like no actual <laughs> royalty is fucking mess no uh she doesn't have like an inbred jaw and right and bad right. teeth and yeah yeah yeah, that's that's what <laughs> every time I watch a movie like it never fails. Anytime I watch a movie that's set before like 1900, I always have at least one thought in the movie of just like, man, their teeth would be way worse. Oh, Everyone they wouldn't would have, have them. gross teeth. Most, most, they wouldn't have most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, this one is fun. At one point considered for the role of Prince Humperdinck. Sting was this around Dune? Is that is that probably around? I the think same so. Time I, frame? I think Dune Labyrinth? was nineteen eighty six. Okay, so Who's Labyrinth. Sting's not in Labyrinth. That that is David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really upset right now. I just, I, I it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so sorry. That's that that that's on me. That's my bad. <laughs> I mixed up my I mixed up my um, Sorry. Sting Sting would have been fine in this movie. Yeah. No, I like no, I see I don't you don't know who now Sting that I know is. you don't get to <laughs> <laughs> now that I've gotten track of like who everyone is. Okay. Um this is the most perfectly first of all, the name Prince Humperdinck is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. Just like the guy who plays him, flawless. Not a single note for this man in this performance. Do you know who he, this is? No, you, not you, a clue. Okay, this is this is Susan Susan Sarandon's ex husband. <gasps> what? Chris really? Sarandon. Like that's that's where she got. I I don't think her birth name is Sarandon. <gasps> no, it's not. Like she was married to this dude. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, they were in, they were married for like 12 years in the in like wow. the 70s. I had no, and then and then right after this, she meets 
Tim Robbins. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I did not know Just that. Sliding doors. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. He is great. I love him in this movie. He's good. He's good. Uh, okay. During the Miracle Max scene, both Rob Reiner and Carrie Elwes had to be removed from the set from laughing at Billy Crystal's improvised lines. A dummy of Wesley <laughs> that Fezzik had been carrying around took Elwes's place on the table while him and Reiner watched the filming on a closed circuit monitor outside the closed set. Apparently, everything Billy Crystal and Carol Kane did was improv. That's amazing. I like it. Legends. Absolute legends. This last one is not relevant at all to what we've talked about really to the, to the movie at all, but it's one of those ones Perfect. that I love in the middle of a, a semi-serious IMDb trivia when it's stuff about the casting and stuff about the filming. and that Someone just chose to include Rob Reiner had to go to Germany to meet with Carrie Elwes right after the Chernobyl meltdown. That's it. <laughs> That's it. How many like- people found it helpful? I like that this I like that if you read this a certain way, it suggests that one of them was responsible for it. It's like they colluded on it it's and like, then met in Germany later. People don't know. Rob Reiner's just this big cuddly teddy bear, but it turns out he caused Chernobyl. It, it was Rob Reiner's fault. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. you can you can connect the dots directly to Rob Reiner. He accidentally dumped a Mountain Dew on the wrong computer panel. Meltdown. <laughs> That's uh, he's the, he's the guy the the three point four Ronkin, not not great, not terrible. <laughs> that's actually that's actually Rob Reiner. Oh, that's incredible. Oh man. Uh, okay, let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll get back with what worked. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back. Uh, Caroline, this is a Hall of Fame movie. What worked about it? Why is this a Hall of Fame movie? Um... It's so funny. The the humor, I think all of it holds up. It just like, it's so funny to me. Um, I know it's a terrible answer, but there's, we'll get to it with more with the quotes and stuff, but it's just, it is paced well. Um, it's straightforward enough to understand. <laughs> like Ryan said earlier, it's like a perfect mix of like a movie for adults, not i will laugh about that forever not an adult film uh for adults um and it has a like clear plot it has characters that are interesting it has side stories everybody gets a little bit of shine so just like and it's i I mean i didn't look at the runtime but it 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 clips along and it's not one that you know like one hour and 39 minutes this movie scoots perfect love it perfect like it's just all of it is put together in such a lovely 
package that makes it so consumable and I just it just makes me happy like it just does such a good job of being a good feeling movie we've talked about this a little bit but how many actors could have been a better lead in this role than Carrie Ellis because I feel like what he brings to the table is very he is perfect for this role from the looks to his comedic chops to his just general charisma and wittiness. Like it is the perfect balance. Like I don't, and we're thinking about 1987. I don't think like Tom Cruise has this in the bag. No, no, like not, not his thing at all. No, I don't, I don't know. Like, cause to Caroline's point, it is funny, but it's not silly. Yes. Right. And yeah. and that that's what makes yeah. it I think really work is that it it's light but it's not farcical. Like you can you know you brought up Robin Hood Men and Tice which is obviously very silly. And these they don't feel at all the same. No. Like it it manages to sort of like have an earnestness and a sort of uh there there are meaningful stakes to it for almost everyone involved and it has like real peril and like real danger and things like that but it doesn't ever it like it's just tonally really really beautiful like it really manages to straddle this line between we're going to talk about some some serious things like true love and um marriage (laughs) and marriage (laughs) yes and um and, and, but we're also not going to like get bogged down in it in a lot of ways. It's a it's an homage to fantasy books sure. and fairy tales. It's not a satire of. I think it's like the big difference. Like where, like you said, Robin Hood and Tice is like a satire or whatever you want to call it. Like over the top. Like this is an honest like ode to fairy tales that has this like level of reference, but also like fun to it. And the other fantasy films that come out around this time, I'm, I don't know exactly when, but like you brought up La- Labyrinth. And Labyrinth has like... <laughs> Great Sting movie. Yeah, Lab- Labyrinth has like puppets and singing and stuff. Labyrinth is a very good movie and I'm not going to shit on it, but like Labyrinth has some silly parts that remind you like, oh, this is like kind of a silly movie. The other one is Legend, which is a Tom Cruise movie, which is way I heavier, don't... which is way like, here's Tim Curry as the devil. Oh, that you know why Caroline I haven't, seen, doesn't do I haven't seen this. That's why I haven't seen it. You have, Caroline, you have I haven't told you this yet, but uh, Clue is winning the January live watch poll by a sizable amount. I think I'm getting sick. Wait, have <laughs> you seen Home? You've seen Home Alone too. Yes, he terrifies me. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like we've had. Okay, never mind. The, yeah, the yeah, second yeah. most terrifying person in Home Alone too. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I think. I guess like the other one you'd probably put into this category is the never ending story, but the never ending story is bleak. Dark. Yes, it is. It is bleak and dark and weird. And this manages to be like, have little moments of dark. I mean, we see somebody die and come back to life. Legitimate torture in this movie. But like, to your point, that's where we bring in Billy Crystal and Carol Kane to keep things light. We also totally believe that this couple they're not just telling us it's true love. We believe it between these two and they don't share a ton of screen time. Right. Like 10 minutes. They absolutely sell just with her being like, fine boy, get this for me. And he does the, as you wish thing. 
10 out of 10 no notes like everyone watching this at the beginning is just like oh yeah okay yep i and understand how 100%. how mean she is to him when he's the dread pirate roberts well and he's yes. real mean to her too. yes yeah. yes <laughs> when he's like oh how long did it take like a week did you bury right. him first you right know, like... right right that's like, that's like that every guy every guy in the 2000s like messaging their ex-girlfriend with a different aim username just like <laughs> what did you think about it <laughs> it's just and it's so perfectly done where she's like i never said he was my true love like come on come at me bro Ugh. I have a uh, I have a dead pirate Roberts question. So obviously he takes on Wesley as this as his protege and it fills him in on the legacy of dead pirate Roberts and takes it over. But dead pirate Roberts does have this. Dead? It's not dead. Dread pirate Roberts. <laughs> so it, that gets gets to this my question. Wayne, this is a real Wayne Gross situation right now. <laughs> dread pirate roberts so but there's the reputation that he does kill everyone he encounters has wesley spent the last five years killing most of the people he encounters or is it is it a total mums the word situation and they're just told hey you're the one survivor get out of here i think i think this is i think that that is an example of like the power of storytelling like I think even the guy who spared him was probably not some bloodthirsty killer. I think it's just like, no, you do this and you act a certain way and people buy it. Yeah. You pick the wrong protege though. And they, just, they take this dread pirate like, Robert okay. really seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love the details of that whole story where it's like, he has him he's teaching him i love the little like sleep well wesley because tonight tonight will be your last night i'll probably kill you in the morning uh-huh. finally roberts decided something said all right wesley never had a valet you can try it tonight i'm most likely to kill you in the morning three years he said that good night wesley good work sleep well i'm most likely to kill you in the morning it was a fine time for me i was going to fence fight anything anyone would teach me Roberts and I eventually became friends. And then it happened. What? Go on. Roberts had grown so rich, he wanted to retire. So he took me to his cabin, told me his secret. I am not the Dread Pirate Roberts, he said. My name is Ryan. I inherited the ship from the previous Dread Pirate Roberts, just as you will inherit it from me. The man I inherited it from was not the real Dread Pirate Roberts either. His name was Kamabun. The real Roberts has been retired 15 years and living like a king in Patagonia. Um, and then where he's like, and we took on a whole new crew. He started calling me. <laughs> I just love that. I don't know what it is. It's not that big of a detail, whatever, but I just absolutely love that they had this entire thing, like the explanation ready for you. I like, would watch that okay, movie. I, I, like, I know, I know yeah. I'm jumping categories here, but I would watch that movie. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I, we haven't re- we haven't talked about Inigo Montoya at all. Uh, I would say that the you know my name is Inigo Montoya. Like that thing has outlasted any other quote in this movie besides maybe "As You Wish." That, but, I'm gonna throw another one in there. I don't know, the, maybe just, just but... generally the Inigo character is one of the more beloved fantasy characters ever. Yes, it's... he's wonderful. He's that character is so great because. They're these high this they're hired help, which you later find out that Prince Humperdinck hired them. He wants he wants to go to war with Gelder. He's like this whole thing going on. 
and so he hired but they're um reluctant uh, i would lo- see i'd love that movie too how on earth did they become these like like muscle for hire type <laughs> where well, they're, they they're desperate the like i think yeah, yeah. i think like that's that's what he um, what did he that's what Vassini really emphasizes is like you guys are fucking losers and you either get with me and do this job or you can go back to being like drunks and layabouts and and do nothing what did he say to him i think i texted you guys where it's like do you want me to, you want me to send you, you back to where you were unemployed, unemployed? man Sean Wallace doing his like most oh, Sean Wallace God. voice in this high fantasy movie is really isn't it, isn't it Wallace Sean? I'm sorry, it is Wallace Sean. <laughs> right, we're all Sean, we're all messed. We've all Sean, uh, Sean Wallace, the the cousin of Mike Wallace, who went off, <laughs> went off the rails. <laughs> Wallace Sean, yep. He's so good at this, and that's the other quote that yes. I think his entire like. Um, it's one of the classic blunders. The biggest being never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> the other one people forget is the, you know, never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> he just croaks. It's so good. Um, but I the, was hoping we'd get Caroline's Wallace shot impression. <laughs> just, it'll come out. It'll that's just send me back to where you are. Um, but there, right away, you get that Inigo Montoya is like he's great. He's lovely, and he encourages um Fessix rhyming he's like there for it <laughs> um and he's always like the scene that i absolutely love is when he's waiting for wesley at the top of the cliff and he's like what can i say to you they'll get you to trust me i'll help you up and i'll give you like breathing time and then we can duel like i'm a fair guy <laughs> like it's just so perfect i love it so much he's oh i love mandy Patinkin. they didn't miss on a single character in this movie no every everyone cooks yeah. Did you guys it's... have anything else that works that we haven't touched on? Um... It's one of those tough ones where it's like, name a thing. It works. Yeah. It all. I think it all, it, honestly, like legit. It yeah. Works. Yeah. Um, the storytelling uh, vehicle. Perfect. Um, Love it. Uh, I will, I will say like, I appreciate that it's not doing too much musically. Like the music is kind of like, almost like computer game shitty in some ways and i don't mean that in a bad way but it welcome just to the 80s like, baby yeah it just like <laughs> doesn't feel the need to do like a lot of like soaring soundtrack stuff and i'm like that's fine this the best is that. when he's trying to knock the door down to chase the six-fingered man and every time he hits the door it's like bah, bah. like it's part of the like soundtrack. Even, even christopher guest being like a real like just it's very it's very uh interesting that they made this funny movie and christopher guest is in it and he has nothing funny to do no he is the villain yeah yes count rugen count rugen i don't know why it's so funny to me that like three quarters of the way through the movie humperdinck's like tyrone you know i love (laughs) (laughs) it absolutely kills me no, you know, He's I, love, got you know the, I love uh, it. I've got so much to do. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Guest in this win. movie has the perfect '90s reliever goatee. <laughs> just oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Just out there, just out there eating garbage innings for the White Sox. <laughs> um, um, I, say, I think the number of cut-ins they have with the storytelling is also perfect. Like well-timed. if they had consistently gone back to young Nick Miller. 
and like grandpa like i think it would have been too much but it was like the perfect amount of like well it also allows them to move the story along like there are parts where they're just like we're just gonna skip yeah and it's i i think it like it plays with the framing enough to make the framing worth your time because like i don't ultimately care that much about like the fred savage peter falk part of it emotionally but it's like it has its use yeah i'd agree i'd agree um okay with with movies like this where we say what didn't work we're obviously in love you know we're saying this in love is there anything that we want to discuss is there anything that you guys think didn't work this is tough because i think like i approach this the same place caroline does where i like I, I can only see this from my childhood memories. Yeah. And as, as a kid, all of it works. Like you're not bored. You're not like overwhelmed, but like it all works. So I, I can understand people who come to it as an adult and think it's thin or think that it's maybe a little uh juvenile yeah. in places, but like, I think it's supposed to be. I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think anything that, any of its flaws, I think, are intentional choices. Let me put it that way. I'd agree. I'd agree. I have I have a couple things. I have a couple notes. Oh, my God. I was going to say, there's not even any part of the movie where I'm like, okay, like, let's move it along. Like, everything goes quick. Everything's quick. It's paced well. Like, there's yeah. not... I honestly, I honestly don't have any... Because that's the thing, too. It's like, I don't have anything to nitpick about story because, like it's a fairy tale. Like, what are we? Yeah. There's nothing that truly doesn't work, but I'm just saying if you're in third grade and teachers like, Hey, new student joining the class today, this is buttercup. (laughs) Someone's, someone's laughing. We got buttercup, yeah, you know we got Tyrone, we got Fezzik. You know what doesn't work for me? The T in Wesley. Mm. That threw me, I will say, until this watching, when I watched with subtitles, I always thought it was Wesley. Oh, when you when you read your movie? Yeah, no, read, when I, I can't see, <laughs> listen, I can't hear without my subtitles. You know this. I mean, but everybody's got kind of a silly name, right? Yes. Like... Uh, maybe i uh, yeah like right right buttercup humperdink westley vizzini i assume that's his last name but maybe not like who in medieval times is named max (laughs) anigo montoya sounds like a short-lived soccer coach for real madrid sure like he had had a seven month run and got canned F F one coach who (laughs) who uh got busted for something ridiculous yeah 100 percent um, I, this is, this isn't something that doesn't work. I just had no other, nowhere else to put this and just ask a question. So Fezzik is, he usually does his work battling gangs for local charities. How does that transaction come about? <laughs> I've just got, I've got questions about that line of work. Huh. So local charity, like Habitat yeah. for Humanity reaches out to Fezzik and they're like, listen, a gang has just been rifling through these homes. Can you just go beat them all senseless? Is that the? Yeah, I think you've laid what it all out. your questions are about. I, I think, think you've it's laid it out. And then they yeah. give him a comically large check. For his- <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. He's I have early one mob enforcement. I have one thing I think doesn't work, and it's fine because it's of the time. But like the creature effects are like they're yes, okay. That's yeah. yeah that, especially it, really just the rodent. 
Like yes, and it's not the that rodent important. is so gross. It's the rodent so is nasty. mostly gross. It is mostly gross. Um, and it's not that important because it's not like we come back to that in any meaningful way. But like looking at it now, you're like, hey, yeah, that's not great. He the um the eel has better effects than like the anaconda in the movie named for the anaconda than the, than the aforementioned film. Than the aforementioned <laughs> John Void. Who who would John who would John Void from Anaconda be in this movie? That were good. <laughs> I love. He'd keep keep the same accent though. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> so, good. so I love that movie. I absolutely love. Anaconda. It what do you so love more, Anaconda or The Princess Bride? Oh, Princess Bride, of course. But she said resignedly. <laughs> I said exactly. <laughs> Don't make me pick. <laughs> T- the tough choices. A real Sophie choice between Anaconda <laughs> and The Princess Bride. Oh my god! It eats oh, a man. monkey. Throws it back up. There's no throwing up monkeys in this movie. Nope. Probably for the best. Truly. And- <laughs> What's his name? Owen um owen wilson <laughs> that's the guy who i every time i every time i watch anaconda which is frequently um although i did did i tell i think i sh- told you guys this i interviewed um ice cube for something yes, i remember yes tell, yes yes you have <laughs> told us how much i loved anaconda i was like fine this is the only reason i did this interview <laughs> i needed to make sure you know that i appreciate you Owen Wilson, top five all time bad movie death in Anaconda. Just I, I like it. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. Um, okay, let's get into best scene for a movie that is an hour and forty minutes. Lot of lot of quality scenes. Doesn't really this one. There's no wasted time. No, no. It's it's all it all moves the plot forward, or it's just really really fun. Like there's not an there's not even an ounce of like there's not a scene I don't care for even yeah there's some slower stuff like like humperdinck explaining what he's really trying to do to start war it's net it's like necessary exposition but it's not necessarily like oh that's a good scene i haven't like so makes me laugh i will i will i will listen to other arguments but i have a really hard time picking anything other than this the cliffside sword fight yes i could maybe i could maybe go with the the poison challenge as well. Like those are the two that I really am like, Oh, those are so good. I think from the time they start climbing the cliffs of insanity to when, when, uh, do the poison challenge mm-hmm. is the best stretch of the movie. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. It is excellent. It's a, it's a legitimately wonderful duel. There was a lot of trivia about how much work they put into that and how many like old, like Errol Flynn movies and things mm-hmm. they studied to make and how much, that Carrie Elwes and Mandy Patinkin practice that, and it it pays off. It's it's really lovely, it's so fun. Good. We love like a lighthearted fencing duel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because they are like in awe of each other the entire time, and like the there's some like oh there's something I haven't told you. I'm not left handed. Like that's all so good, and like he does like the flips with it, and like all these things. Um, it's just so lovely, and also because like he doesn't die you know like he just like i can't have you're like i respect you but i can't have you following me so he just knocks him out like we love that like it's a two guys who respect each other and then end up working together um that the best part is even the first time you watch it you know he's not gonna die so you feel good about that yeah yeah sure does anyone 
die in this movie? Other than I uh, mean, Vicini dies. Yeah, Vicini dies, uh, and Count Rugen. Count Rugen dies. There is there wasn't the trivia. It said body count six. I some of the guards maybe get it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's that is one hundred percent it because he sends. Tyrone is with the four henchmen when he runs into the three of them in the castle and he's like take care of them and he easily dispatches them and then mm-hmm. chases I like that whole scene too when so it's basically the wedding through really the wedding through the end if we're going to be yeah. honest about it because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the wedding's going on the same time that they're hatching the plan to get into the castle and you've got them all stacked up and I absolutely love the moment where it's like uh, we need the gate key. And he's like, well, I don't have a gate key. And he's like, <laughs> like, rip his arms off. And he's like, oh, this gate key. Oh, oh this yeah. gate key. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. It gets me every single time because the delivery is perfect. And that's the thing about this movie that is so great. Like, is that the funniest thing that's ever been written? No, but the delivery is perfect. And it's all like beat for beat. It's wonderful. So then you have them in the castle trying to chase down like the six-fingered man. And Wesley's trying to find Buttercup. And they're trying to, you know, stuff. And then we get into um him doing the to the pain speech which is one of my absolute favorite things um into them like riding off into the sunset so i think that whole last like stretch and i think the billy crystal um you know getting brought back to life scene is great it's really just a string of great scenes billy crystal arguably very funny person like yeah. just just very funny guy who's just who's don't know, just cooking. Don't know if anyone's ever said that about him, but we'll be the first. We'll we'll be. <laughs> we'll, we'll go out on a limb here. Anigo we'll getting early. his getting his revenge and and chasing down the count. I never. I mean, I, I, maybe I did notice this, but like watching this movie to to take notes, the guttural scream that he gives when the door is locked and he's calling, he's yelling for Fezzik to come breaking down and the desperation in his voice about he's getting away. I was like, God damn, that's amazing acting. That's incredible. Everyone is considering this is like kind of a kid's movie and kind of lighthearted or whatever. People are really acting their asses off in this. Like yeah. Robin Wright is really acting in this. Movie. Oh yeah. Um, Everybody is just like really going for it. Wallace yeah. Shawn is cooking yeah in the in the poison scene yep so good yep where is the poison the battle of wits has begun it ends when you decide and we both drink and find out who is right and who is dead but it's so simple all i have to do is divine from what i know of you are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies now a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going! It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that whole that when Vessing's trying to figure out what to do with unable to stand Wesley as he's like trying to help his friend. And he's like, here, hold on to this real quick. <laughs> 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 Let me leave you on this this um coat of armor. <laughs> Wallace Sean's face when he dies is is perfect <laughs> when it just the the laughing and then the sudden stop and tip it's, over. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the best. Oh gosh, I love this movie. And I love the little thing of the oh, I was you know I 
both they were both poison. Like I built up an immunity to this poison. <laughs> Such a great like fairy tale thing. Like, it's like that's like watching Iowa football. I built up an immunity to this poison. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't take this, but I can. Um, okay, stack category. Best quote. Oof. There's the obvious ones. There's as you wish. There's, yep. you know, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. There's um, the one word inconceivable. That's really good. <laughs> and 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 the response to that, the response to that I really like, which is like, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> and that's an all time. That's a that's a great uh, Twitter meme. Mm-hmm. That one, that yeah. one is outlasted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love the. Um, oh no, I just lost it. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh gosh. Well, I like the good night, Wesley. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Um, oh, when when Buttercup is, thinks she's gotten married and she's walking with the king and the queen back to her room. She gives the king a kiss on the cheek, and he's like, "What was that for?" And she's like, "Oh, you've always been so nice to me." Um, and she's like, "And this is probably me. I'm gonna take my own life because I can't stand." It. He's like, "Oh, won't that be nice? Wasn't that lovely?" And then he just yells down the hall like, "She kissed me." You uh, you mentioned this quote earlier, Caroline, but when Humperdinck is talking to Count Rugen, Tyrone, you know I love watching you work, but I've got my country's country's 500th anniversary to plan, a wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to blame for it. I'm totally swamped. I love that so much. Um, I'm trying to make sure I get... I think the other one, <clears throat> which Caroline also already brought up, is never Madwitch. Is Madwitch. Oh, Madwitch is also <laughs> um, you, you fell victim to one of the classic blunders, the most famous of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> pretty, pretty gross. Absolutely love that delivery. It's fantastic. Um, but my, I think, honestly, the one that... All those things are great, and those are like the... But the one that every single time is my favorite thing is when he's explaining to the pain to him, and he's like, and my ears, I understand, let's get on with it. And he goes, wrong, your ears you keep, and I'll tell you why. So that every shriek of every child at seeing your hideousness will be yours to cherish. Every babe that weeps at your approach, every woman who cries out, dear God, what is that thing, will echo in your perfect ears. Thank you, Bennett, for helping. (laughs) I I also like when Andre the Giant is getting ready to fight him. And he's like, uh, Wesley's like, I don't know. I feel like hand-to-hand fighting, you're going to have an advantage. And he says something to the effect of like, it's not my fault I'm the strongest. I don't even exercise. <laughs> That's also good. And the, when he's doing the rhyming, and one of the most quotable things is when he's like, stop rhyming, I mean it. And he's like, anybody want to be <laughs> Yes. The the sappy one that's good is death cannot stop true love. All it can do is delay it for a while, which I kind of thought at the time. That's what Rose from Titanic. That was kind of her mantra. She just sure. didn't tell the guy she actually yep. married. Yep. <laughs> uh, the one the one my wife likes to throw at me a lot is I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. True love. True love. You heard him. You could not ask for a more noble cause than that. Yes, honey. True love is the greatest thing in the world. Except for a nice MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomato is ripe. 
It's so perky. I love that. But that's not what he said. He distinctly said, to blave. And as we all know, to blave means to bluff. Huh? So you're probably playing cards, and he cheated. Liar! 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 Get back, witch! I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. But after what you just said, I'm not even sure I want to be dead anymore. You never had it so good. <laughs> oh, that's also the booing. Uh, <laughs> boo! Boo! Mm -hmm. Queen of refuse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I honestly, now that Bennett's not barking for a second, that I the number of times that I think, dear God, what is that thing? Is <laughs> is actually very high. I absolutely love that quote and the delivery of it because he's just trying to delay him until he can stand up again. Like mm -hmm. it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Um, I think we've I'm kind of surprised that Humperdinck didn't want the smoke because he seems when he's tracking Wesley, he seems very capable. Seems like he's been trained in the at least the arts of hunting and combat or hunting and tracking you think he would have a little combat but like wesley stands up and he's like oh nope i'm out i'm out can't do it i also just laughed because i think of when he's tracking him and he picks up the empty vial of the odorless uh poison cane powder yeah that's it and he's like i came powder i don't know what it is it's just it's more of the ridiculousness of i the bet my life on it <laughs> I bet my life on it. It's just so perfect, like every step that he's describing these things. Um, yeah, that's excellent. There was also. Oh wait, I also really like. Is this a kissing book? Is this a kissing book? Oh, that's excellent. So what and happens I... when you when you find your dad's Playboys under <laughs> the bed? Is this a kissing book? It's not a quote. I guess this would fall under scene, but when. Um, they're in the hallway and he does the first time he says the Inigo Montoya thing, <laughs> Inigo Montoya thing. And the and Tyrone just like looks at him and then turns around and runs away. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. He I just... like that. We're just calling him Tyrone. <laughs> yeah. He's Tyrone now. First name uh, basis. There's also <laughs> you know, when, when Inigo meets, meets Wesley when he's still uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. And he gives, he's like, I do not mean to pry, but do you have six fingers on your light, left hand? And he's like, do you begin all conversations this way? <laughs> and then he asks him about the mask. And he's like, it's honestly very comfortable. More <laughs> people will be wearing them in the future. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really, I think, I think that Inigo Montoya is obviously the one that has lasted the longest and will last the longest. But yeah. there's just so many great little little moments in it yeah. yeah the whole thing is full of it um okay most athletic moment this actually gives us uh, quite a few nominees mm. can i talk you into diving into fucking quicksand and pulling pulling it's someone out extremely, yeah i was gonna say vizini grabbing her out of the water uh that's, that's... also really anything vizini does I mean, uh, the cliff climbing fezzik. is unbelievable. Fezzik, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yes. sorry. The cliff climbing, both both sets of cliff climbing. Like, whoever that stunt person is who's just, like, casually climbing the rope, like, legs just, just swinging yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, you dominated gym <laughs> class, didn't you? <laughs> Rang the bell every single day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Horseback riding in general. I just think that'd be, that, that seems that seems difficult to me. Have you ever ridden I a horse? I have no. never ridden a horse. I don't wait, ever wait, want to wait, get wait, on a horse. Wait, 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 wait. How long have you lived in Texas? <laughs> Since 2002. 
you've lived in Texas for over 20 years and you've never ridden a horse. Not once and I'll live 20 years more without riding a horse. Caroline, I know what we're getting Kyle for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pony! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've not ridden a horse, but I've ridden a camel. Does that count? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um... That reminded me of actually one of my other favorite lines is when she looks out the window at the end um, and he has all the horses and he goes, hello, pretty lady. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it every single time. Hello, pretty lady. Man, I'm floored that Kyle's never ridden a horse. Never. (laughs) Never. It just couldn't appeal to me less. Wow. Okay. I would like to. I think I'd like to. I think horses are really cool. I think I would get overwhelmed really quickly the second the horse picked up in a speed that I'm not comfortable with. They don't do that. They don't. That's not how it works. Listen, I've I've seen. Are you just getting on a random horse? Seen Yellowstone? (laughs) If I was hopping on a wild Mustang? No, don't do that, Kyle. (laughs) He's like, don't I have to break the horse in order to ride? Correct. (laughs) Yep. So I just I, I feel it. like I do feel like I do poorly on a horse. I'll pet a horse. Kyle, but, I uh, promise you the horse they're giving you is the oldest, least, least excitable horse in the like, world. I'll feed his, a horse an apple. His name's I, like I, horseradish <laughs> or something. All I can think about is how bad a night I would be at medieval times. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. I would, I would, I would try to, I would try to swing that thing with like the ball and the spikes, and its momentum would pull me backwards, and it'd just be a disaster. I'm probably gonna have a nightmare like that in a month. Just I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm at at medieval times, and it's just oh. Oh, that's uh, gonna be great. I, Caroline, we're gonna surprise him. We're gonna take him to medieval times. We're gonna make him the knight. He's gonna hate us forever. Never have us back up. Um, I went to. Oh God, where were we? It was in Florida. Um, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> in some medieval times, it was with my old like um, flight instructor and my friend who went through training with me. And the three of us went to medieval times. And Lisa got so into the like competition part of yeah. it that at one point, at one point, yells, "Get a real job!" <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, "Was that too much?" We we're like, "Yes, yeah, yeah, you're at their real job." I know we felt so bad. The Medieval Times Union would hate to hear that. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Uh, Okay. You know what? We're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, uh, coming back from ad break with a tough category. The Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. Oy. Um, okay, Gotta so make some tough who's in it too much calls. Buttercup and Wesley. Duh. Buttercup and Wesley. Humperdinck. Inigo Montoyo. Yes. If Inigo Montoyo is in it too much, then Fessick is in it too much. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I think that's our, our baseline there. Yeah. Um, 
so nominees that gives us Wallace Shawn as Vizzini, uh, Fred Savage and Peter Falk, maybe as a duo. Sure. I'm not picking them, but that can be on the list. Sure. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think Billy Crystal. And Billy Crystal and Carol I would Kane. probably say Carol Kane as, as a duo as well. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, Christopher Guest is Tyrone. <laughs> I think I'm going Vizzini. Are we 100% so sure his name is Tyrone? Yeah, that's what it says on Wikipedia, at least. Awesome. Yeah, it's in the awesome. quote section of IMDb, so that would never steer me wrong. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I, I love your work. I think it's Vizzini. Like, because the other thing is, like, Vizzini is getting a fit off. That that green number he's got on, man. He dressed so up for good. this kidnapping. Yeah, he's got plans. You know, it's, it's interesting fault. boating boating clothes. Let me get out yes. of my my boating outfit. This frilly, frilly, likely very thick tunic. Oh, it's yeah, hot. It's water, hot. You definitely want to have tons of flowy layers on that are very yeah. heavy. That's yeah, yeah. like like Wallace Shawn, the rates. Andre the Giant as he is being carried up a cliff by Andre the Giant. <laughs> I love that comeback from Andre from Fesek where he's like, okay, but I'm like carrying three people. <laughs> and he's just got him. He's like, I thought you were this great strength. And it's like, and yet he gains. And yet he gains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like, like Billy Crystal and Carol Kane are great, but Walsh Sean really just gets to like, choose so much scenery and and it it makes the death like nobody's mad when when Vizzini dies nobody's like no. oh we went too far it's like yeah that guy's a dick it's fine yeah he's uh he he's just so he's so good he's so I think he's the most memorable it's not mm. that I forget that Billy Crystal's in this but the the you say like, oh, Princess Bride, you it only takes you a few hops to get to inconceivable and in what yes. Wallace Shot is yes. doing. Yes. Um, but Billy Billy Crystal's riffing, just tip of the hat. Like Billy Crystal, mm-hmm. again, let's go out on a limb. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Successful guy. Yeah. Love Billy Crystal. Carol Kane, great and scrooged, by the way. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Great in uh the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Defend the villain. So that we have a couple villains to choose from. Uh we have we have Humperdink, we have Tyrone, we have Vizzini, who I guess uh you know, Vizzini's he's, just doing this for he's money. High. Yeah, he's he's not the villain. We have Fred Savage who's faking it. Yes. Fred terrible. The, the I think Tyrone is he's pretty bad he killed his dad he humperdinck has to be the villain though. yeah terrible like Th- this is a tough this is a tough is movie a tough to... i think what really really sort of like t- kicks that over the edge is when humperdinck comes down to the torture chamber and is like set it to max and even tyrone is like no this is Bro. not cool yeah like even Tyrone is like like Tyrone is a sadist and is probably a sociopath, but <laughs> but he's not cruel. But 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 like Humperdinck is the villain. Yes, that's that's yeah. fair. Uh, um, defend him. Good God, really tough. I mean, I feel like we've done these episodes where we've like defended like Hans Gruber and stuff, and we get to sure. like 
Prince yeah. Humperdinck. And we're like, can't do it. It's impossible. <laughs> the thing that is so sadistic about Humperdinck is the vainness for which he needs to make Buttercup his wife because the the whole purpose of him getting a wife is to have that wife assassinated and, you know, and, and start, start, war start this war. war. He could have picked someone a lot more willing and like a lot more just easier to be taken care of. And he's so vain that he's like, no, I've got to have the most beautiful woman in the kingdom. I'm going to kill her anyway, no matter what. But got to do it. Oh, and she's she's in love with this other guy. I got to lead her on that I'm actually going to send these ships, which like Buttercup, come on. You knew he wasn't sending the ships. <laughs> the you end. just had to know. I forgot. Again, my favorite guy, the guy with the gate key, who I absolutely love. The, what, that actor kills it in this movie. When he comes in and he like gestures to come over and he like squats down and he's like holding on to the edge of the chair and Humberdink looks at it like, bruh. And he moves his <laughs> on it. It's such a great like subtle scene. But yeah, that's the extra layer of like cruelty from Humberdink where it's like, He's like, yeah, we'll send ships out and stuff. It'll be super cool. And he's like, don't do that. Don't do it. All right. Here's my defense. Um, Monarchies are inherently immoral. There's nothing about them that suggests any sort of like. uh, There's no way to be a moral king. And given once you're once you're in a system that has abandoned any sense of ethics or justice, anything you do to advance your own cause like doesn't matter like it doesn't matter at all it's it's not a good defense but it's just sort of like yep you're already you already lived this life who cares you're you're a tyrant by birth doesn't matter what you do it's a real uh waystar Roy- royco situation <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh okay tough category airbud no tougher the peter gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie i think it's just i i don't think it's that hard i think it's a two-way tie with the just with two-way t- we just go straight up duo yeah. because I'm, I'm telling you again it's a weird vibe because like i wouldn't say that generally i'm like oh carrie Elm is so hot like what a babe like but there's something in the beginning I hope of he doesn't movie. listen to this i mean goddamn. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's he's a very good looking guy. He's a handsome fellow. Um, but, and I don't know, partly it's probably because like the first few times I saw him was like Robin Hood Ben tights. And that's not a very, like, that's not a movie where you're like, that guy, super sexy. Um, you don't like the tights? <laughs> tight, tight, tights. <laughs> <laughs> like the only thing I remember about that movie. Um, but goddamn, he is smoldering in the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. The air and costume person, whatever that little like, shawl cowl neck thing is that he wears and when he comes in to get the jug 10 out of 10 no notes perfect the thing him is dread pirate roberts there are very there are almost no movies that i've ever seen where i see the the leads facial hair and like i i can do that i might be able to do that <laughs> won't look nearly as good <laughs> i think i might might enter my dread pirate roberts phase and see what happens I, uh, I but don't he, love he is. the little ponytail. I will say that. No. I don't love the little ponytail. But um, the, I guess here, you, you know what? Not to go all the way back. There is one thing that doesn't work for me in this movie. And it's the fact that she does not immediately recognize him. It's a real Bruce Wayne situation. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> strong Clark Kent situation happening. Like, 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Is he wearing something that slightly obscures the Does eyes? It matter? Does it matter that he's being very mean? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> also, she's like, to defend her a little bit, she's in the middle of being kidnapped. Like, she's having a terrible day. I love probably not like, oh, I wonder if I'll run into Wesley. Wouldn't that be weird? (laughs) I guess if you're not expecting to see him and you also are going through the drama of a kidnapping, fine. Yeah. And you you think he's dead. Like, you (laughs) think he's dead. You're writing it off. Right. Yeah. It's also not just that you don't expect to see him, it's that you don't expect to see him because he died. You believe him (laughs) to be long dead. Yeah. You're not like, oh, I didn't think he was going to go to the store today. So, right. Uh, and, it might have been it might have been and, this pirate looks a lot like Wesley, but he's dead, so it's definitely not right. him. Correct. Definitely not him. Yes. Um I love that she says no words during the poison scene. <laughs> she just sits there with her blindfold on. Mm-hmm. She's like, do whatever you guys want to do. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they are two beautiful people. Is Robin Wright still married to Ben Foster? Wasn't that a uh, thing? I don't I know she was married to Sean Penn for a while. She she was. She was Robin Wright Penn for a period of time. I still um, call that not right <laughs> no she is according to again wikipedia she is not Never. married to anybody at this point oh her and ben foster ended their engagement in 2020 sad okay okay um, ben foster is who he was in um 310 to yuma and he was in oh, you know what high water you know what he's in caroline he's what? in the punisher the one with John Travolta. Yes. <laughs> he's yes. the one. He's the one with all the piercings. Yep, absolutely know who that is. <laughs> yeah, he's in. He's in Hustle, which I I told you you should watch. Hell or High Water is much better than The Punisher, but Hell or High Water reference that was going to okay work easy. <laughs> Hell or High Water is like I I feel like it's a shoe in for Heist Month next year. Hell or High Water rips. <laughs> We get so off track. Yep. Sorry. Always. Always. Uh, okay. Drinking game. As you wish. As you wish is the. They don't. But, but or Inigo once, Montoya. But once they're reunited, they don't say it yeah, that much. Which they're is kind, kind of a of, bummer. Yeah. What if? What if? When it's max torture, you have to take a Jaeger bomb. You have to just wow. do something so bad water, for yourself. It's a waterfall. Wow. Like while well, you have to ch- finish your drink as you as it's max torture. Um. Yeah, I like take a sip, and when he says Inigo Montoya, then you're like chugging the whole time during the, the last mm-hmm. duel. Which be kind of that fun. That was good build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. Okay, best time, worst time. Um, I think Wesley has the best. Time. No, he dies, mm. but he that's, goes back to life. That's a wild statement. <laughs> that's a wild <laughs> statement. Buttercup has a real bad time. Yes, pretty much yeah. until the very end. Yes, yes, she has a horrible time. Her one true love dies, she thinks. Then she gets kidnapped. Well, then she has oh. to Peter Falk she- has Peter Falk has the best time. Oh. Yeah. He that's just a, comes over. He's all grandpa Yeah. Peter Falk has grandpa Yeah, he is. I know, it's true, but... That's the right call. Yeah. He does. Peter Falk has the best time. Worst time. I mean, Buttercup is up there. She is from she has a good time in the beginning because she's super mean to a dude and it works and then she finds out that dude dies she gets forced to be the fiance of someone she really doesn't like at all Mm. fine just it's pretty much she gets kidnapped just a lot of terrible stuff she marries humberdink yeah 
She thinks she loses Wesley again. Th- thinks she has to to off herself, so that's tough. Yeah. Um, that's that's bad. Uh, I I kind, of, if, I kind of wonder if like Humperdinck is having a worse time because like nothing. This plan is not complicated. This plan no. of like I need to find a, to Kyle's point. It's like all you need to do is find somebody, get them fake kidnapped and killed frame this other country for it go to war like this shit not like this shit fell apart so bad and in such a stupid way i have a question though what is stopping them like humperdinck is you know they thwart him they leave they they ride off into the sunset what is stopping humperdinck from looking out the window watching them ride off into the sunset and going that sucked let's run it back let's 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 try this again i mean How's that proposal going to go? Listen, man, he's he find find an idiot. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure he's got his ways. Yeah. Plus, he's like <laughs> he's lost. He's lost Tyrone. You know, like <laughs> it's, that's I, I tough. I don't know that he can do this without Tyrone. Lost his boy. Yeah. You know who I actually think has a good time is Inigo Montoya. Uh, on the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does get stabbed, which not ideal. He does get uh-huh. stabbed. But, but he, he has had like a very respectful joust situation, you know, duel with someone. We uh, forgot one of my favorite lines. Okay. The I want my father back, you son of a bitch. And he mm. stabs him. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote that down. And then under that, I wrote, hell yeah, brother, stab his ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was just really into it when I was taking notes. Hell yeah, brother, stab his ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Worst time is worst time is complicated, I would say, because yeah. you're right that it it probably is buttercup, but ultimately it works out for her. Mm-hmm. But it everyone is everyone has very, peaks and valleys. It's a very unpleasant journey. Like we like we've left out. We we talked about it briefly, but like just the quicksand alone, like Horrifying. that would that would fuck me up for life. Oh my <laughs> she's, god. She's going to wake up in in a cold sweat once a month at least. Like how long is she in the quicksand fully submerged for, would you say? Too long. Right? Seems long. seems like 30 seconds at least. Like I, I would I yeah. Yeah. No, I would never go to the beach ever again. Never. I would no. never Not go to the forest. Not even if there's like even remotely any quicksand possibilities. I don't think I'd even go outside. You could no. be like we're going to the playground. Absolutely not. Have, have fun. Have a yep. good time. I'll it's funny here. after that when Humperdinck's goons surround them and Wesley's like, we know how to acquit ourselves in the fire swamp. We can live comfortably there for a long time. Like she's, she's like, like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> go back to being the, the dread pirate, d- yeah. dead pirate Roberts, uh-huh. dead pirate uh-huh. Roberts. Uh-huh. Go back uh-huh. to being Wayne Grow, and <laughs> we will figure something out. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I think also I I would maybe say Vizzini has one of the best times. I know he dies, but he dies doing what he loves. He also doesn't even realize he's dying. No. Like it seems like it is I, instant. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He goes out on a high. So as far as he knows, yes, he's having yes. the best time. He's having. Yeah. He's awesome just time. outsmarted you. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, well, Caroline, it's your time to shine. The Keith Morrison Dateline episode from this movie. <laughs> this is like rich material because it's a perfect like <clears throat> okay i gotta get in the right mindset here princess buttercup had a tough life she lost her one true love or so she thought 
and she was betrothed to another until she was kidnapped by some mysterious men. Could this be an elaborate plot to pit Gilder and the other places? I had it written down too. Florin, Florin. Could it be an elaborate plot to start a war? Or was it something else altogether? Could her love return? Find out tonight on Dateline. Man, so well done. <laughs> I just want to hear Keith Morrison explain Iocane powder. <laughs> Odorless. Tasteless. What would what would Wesley do? Iocane powder? He dead. would have eaten up the commercial break for uh, Wesley being dead. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it would have been so good. It would have been like, but was this mysterious man someone from Buttercup's past? Suddenly a pirate, known for <laughs> killing all he encountered. But was there one who made it through? After the break, could Wesley be that man? Daylight. She was in love with a serial pirate. <laughs> like, <laughs> his father was murdered. <laughs> Would he find the man with the extra finger? Would he So the movie doesn't get into this and it doesn't matter at all. What is, what's the nature of their relationship at the beginning of the film? Like, how do they know one another? Wesley and... Buttercup. Buttercup. He's she, he's, he's farm, farm boy. He's the right. farm on her farm. It seems <laughs> yeah, like her farm. Not. Yeah, it's kind of it's a little confusing in the fact that it does not seem that there's literally a single other right, person right, around on this right, farm. Right. That, yeah, I see what Ryan's asking. Yes, <laughs> I'm yeah. just sort of like the movie. Just sort Ryan? of like, does he live here or? Yeah. <laughs> Is he like the like, neighboring farm boy? Yeah. Because yeah. like you would think that it would be like her family's farm. Right. It's or, it sort of suggests that she's hand. like fancy and of means, but also like, is she? I don't know. It you doesn't. Know? Because it, well, it seems like he was her family's servant. It doesn't right. seem like he's getting paid a wage for this. Right. Definitely a yeah. room and board situation. Yeah. Weird yeah. setup, but we're for it because it was adorable. It's and fine, it, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Buttercup's dad must have loved that. The, oh, the farm boy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> also, Buttercup's that, that, dad, that farm boy, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. No, he's like chomping, <laughs> <laughs> he's smoking a cigar. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I would not. give anything for Dennis Farina to be inserted in this movie, but he's <laughs> he's wearing an 80s suit and he's smoking cigarettes, and it's never explained. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Okay. Uh, roster moves. Who's there, bud? <laughs> so many <laughs> options. Fred Savage. <laughs> Peter Falk is coming over. Father. Peter Falk is coming over to read a book to the sick dog, who's the playing dog. video games in a bear's jersey. <laughs> dog goes over to read to the sick kids. Yes. Also, yep. <laughs> I, I, I changed my mind. Bud pushing up his glasses. <laughs> I changed my mind. Caroline's like, the best. 
<laughs> they have the little like fake looking paw squeezes. <laughs> what if uh if Airbud is the albino, like the pre the torture guy? Oh like, wow, you know, yeah, sure. <laughs> or in Nico Montoya, he gets in like a sword I, fight. I would buy it much <laughs> more time. if if uh Airbud was the rodent of unusual size. <laughs> like, holy shit, Airbud just bit the shit out of Wesley. <laughs> Yes. That would be much scarier if you were like, yeah. yeah, there's these huge angry golden retrievers who live in this oh, swamp. And, <laughs> if somehow the least scary animal ever, golden retriever, is somehow... Also, gate key guy kind of looks a little bit like a golden retriever. Oh my god, yeah. that would be so... He's like... Yeah. <laughs> with his paws up on the chair. <laughs> he's like... Off down. If the horses at the end were just giant horse-sized airbuds. Hello, pretty lady. <laughs> and he's sitting on airbud. Or he's Fezzik and he's fucking ginormous. He's just airbud is bigger yep. than everyone else in the movie. Yep. Airbud's yep. climbing the rope. Yep. He's really like Clifford-sized. Yep. He's just. <laughs> Did no, you see I'm, that tweet a few weeks ago that was like, they saw the Clifford episode where they took the dog to the vet for the first time and the person's like, hold on. <laughs> You're telling me you have a giant sized puppy that's bigger than your house and you never took him to the vet to figure out why or get him vaccinated? <laughs> that's so laughing. Just uh, this unvaccinated I'm, huge dog running around the neighborhood. I'm stuck on Peter Falk as Airbud. That one really is good. That's, that's pretty good. He's wearing a little sweater. Yes. He's wearing that grandpa cardigan. Yes. Oh man. Repeating uh, is just rolling his eyes at this his grandpa dog. <laughs> grandpa Repeating bu- parts of the story. You grandpa Bud. Air Bud. <laughs> like, shut up, kid. I'm a reading dog. <laughs> Oh man. oh man. Uh the big chill. I would argue there's a big chill moment in this. Okay. I like that I... as you went down the hill. No? That's the... We it's didn't talk good. about the as you wish down the hill. I mean it's I like that that's that's a very comical moment where she's like, Oh my dear Wesley, boom, oh, jackass stunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, Ooh, I'll meet you down there. I'm gonna see if I can find another if there's some That honestly that seems like an incredible, like a jackass stunt or like something like Bam Marjorie. I'm going to push Phil down the hill. And then I'm going to throw myself down behind. That's the wild part. Like pushing him. Totally get it. You think you're just being kidnapped by a different person. But then the decision to be like, well, I guess I'll fucking somersault down this hill myself. And all the and she like, like throws herself down. the hill. Yes. Yeah. And all the sound effects. of like. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> It's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna find a piece of cardboard and slide down. Give me one second. It's like yeah. what? just walk. He's not going anywhere. Fine. I would have done the like I would have done the seated scoot if I could. Sure. That would have been the if there was no uh, other way. I would the the dog dragging their ass on the carpet scoot. Kyle, I think you're going to pick when Inigo Montoya kills Count Ruger. Kills Tyrone. Thank so, you. Sorry. That's up there, but uh, when Wesley does the drop your sword and then the music blares as he stands, I enjoy. I I was like, oh yeah, I like that. I like that. And it sits Humperdinck on down again. Humper Humperdinck. I cannot he believe he didn't want to try he, it with the smoke. Yeah, 
Yeah, he won none of that. Cowardly. Could have been the Inigo Montoya one, though. Like, that one, that was more like a hell yeah, brother, stab his ass and drop your sword. It's more big chill. <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Oh, Inigo Montoya cutting him down in this movie. Uh, yeah. Last category before Mortar Store. Prequel, sequel, or remake? Has this IP ever been touched? I don't think so. Since? Um, hmm. That's kind of... There's a, there's a Wikipedia category called potential remake, uh, where the CEO I guess of Sony Pictures was like, there's there are some very famous people who I won't name who want to redo this, and the uh, the reaction was just entirely negative. Well, on is it, media. please tell me it's oh no i was gonna say please tell me it's the crew that redid it during covid with the little like jason siegel as, right and um, uh paul rudd and no, no i don't think i don't think there's been i would i could get i don't know part of me most of me is like don't touch it it's perfect it holds up amazing i think still especially since, i think like, nine times out of ten it falls really flat yes what? Like, if I if, think it, if you read it, if you tried it again. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I think, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about this movie, and I was like, no, uh, yeah, like ripping off the curtain. I actually hate this movie. I've just just been just <laughs> been like, enlightening you guys. We just talked for two hours, and you're telling me that nine out of ten times you watch it, you think it falls flat. Uh, no, I, I I think a remake would be very unlikely to succeed. You will not at all be shocked to learn that there have been several attempts to make a stage musical adaptation of this. Of which, course, of sure. course. Um, no, I don't. I've heard I don't. That jazzy number as you wish. Uh, the the only the only thing I would like to see, I would watch a. I guess it's kind technically a prequel. I would watch the Dread Pirate Roberts film. Yes. See, that's something I think they could do. Yes. And I'm surprised that no one's been like, let's just you know, and it it could even be the Dread Pirate Roberts after Wesley because after this goes off, he does. He One, he needs annoys- to get all the way back to his ship. Yes, by the by the cliffs, and then he needs to find a successor. Well, he they also should, he uh, also tells Inigo Montoya he'd be like he'd be a great dread pirate. Roberts if you ever yeah, thought about like, getting into piracy. Yeah. Um. The other movie that I would actually watch is the story of Inigo Montoya's father. Sure. Or like yeah, do something along those lines, but have Manny Patinka and play the dad this time. Okay. That, oh, that yeah. gets murdered, and then you have yeah. a young. Like the journey. Very sad. Glenn Powell. There. Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say if they do a remake. It's gonna be Wesley. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, I know we bring him up for all these roles, but it fits. Like it, it fits. You've never Again, pulled a lie. Carrie always fit it's a very so, specific it's just niche. So weird. It's yeah. so weird to think about anybody else playing any of these roles because, like. You guys are right that it is extremely well cast, but it is not obviously cast, if that makes sense. Like, there's no part where you're like, obviously, Wallace Shawn should play Vizzini. But it just, like, works super well. Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Like, even Mandy Patinkin, you're like, we're going to get this, like, at the time, mostly, like, theater dork to play this, like, swashbuckler. But he's like, really good at it. I Works feel like perfectly. Yes, how much I love 
the show Criminal Minds. Um, I, I, nothing I, has that shocked show is literally me. made for you. <laughs> yeah, nothing has shocked me less. Love that show, and um, he is so great on like the first like whatever he's on like six seasons or something, five seasons. Um, also, kind of has the voice of an angel. Have you heard him sing? It's lovely. Yeah, he's like he's a, he's an accomplished stage performer. That's his thing. Which, See, that would have been the juice to get the get the musical going. If you like could have gotten Manny Patinkin, yes, yes, probably so. Um, man, Caroline, I assume all of these procedures. I assume you've seen every episode of NCIS. Like... See, that's where I draw the line, though, especially the ones that are like. First of all, <laughs> now you've done it. <laughs> I thought gonna... we were about to wrap, but let's <laughs> let's buckle in. <laughs> You're gonna make an accurate. NCIS show. I've I've picked like, out a very very particular scab here. <laughs> They're not going to be like diffusing bombs and like stopping terrorist plots. They're most likely like the entire episode is going to be that. Like also, none of them look like Mark Harmon. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say none. Most like Mark Harmon is a very handsome fellow, yeah. and they would be. That in these, also like, doesn't surprise suits. me to come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me the ones that make me really mad are like Los Angeles and new orleans and now they're doing sydney i'm sorry do you know what ncis does they're like uh, in la australia has an ocean does it not <laughs> they're do you guys want to like... take a guess at how old mark Harmon is Ooh. oh he's got to be like 78 now no he's, he's not 70 that. he's 72 yes. oh okay. 78 is too old right mama, in the caroline darn, bell curve mama darn loves <laughs> Mark Harmon. That is uh, superstar college football quarterback. What? Did you not know that? I did this. Where did he play though? This is in the back. UCLA. Wow. Yeah. Mark Harmon is uh, he like could have he could have gone pro but he didn't. He went pro in something else Ryan. He went pro in something other than sports. Being on NCIS. I just I just get so mad. They would not work in an ivy covered loft with like screens that you can throw pictures around like that is ridiculous yeah and work in some shabby government building and like it probably took them 45 minutes to log on because the internet like the system you're still working windows 95 at the pentagon come on anyway but mandy patinkin is (laughs) a profiler this episode ended exactly (laughs) where i thought it would end (laughs) we're talking about ncis (laughs) and criminal minds this is Hey, this is how we're signing off big screen sports in the year 2020, 2023. <laughs> this is the end. NCIS. Caroline ranting about it. CIS. I would Perfect. like the record I, to reflect, by the way, for 2023, that I was in the top 5% of listeners for the Dateline podcast. I couldn't be <laughs> less surprised. Accurate. And they told me that next year I should be in the top two and a half or something. Cause then they were like, you got to have goals. I was like, you got to put more episodes out. I listened to everything. <laughs> I might. I was going to, I'm going to do a best of big screen sports episode for like, there's going to be no episode next week, Christmas. There will be a best of episode on Monday, New Year's Day. I was going to do just a best of, I might just have to also do a best of Caroline's Keith Morrison. (laughs) Just do do a medley. Well, I was like, I know stupid Wayne Grow is going to make the best of. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. That's the. 100%. 100%. Uh, guys, this was great. Ryan, where can the folks follow you? Uh, Celebrity Hot Tub on all the things and sites, except LinkedIn, where you can just find me under my government name, Ryan Nanny. 
<laughs> Caroline? You can only find me on LinkedIn. That's under, right. Under Ryan's name. <laughs> we Perfect. share a LinkedIn profile. At CW, <laughs> CW Darney, uh, all of the places. <laughs> if you are listening to this show this far into it, I feel comfortable enough to, you can add me on LinkedIn. Kyle wow. Bindu, I'm always looking to expand my name. Wow. Sale, sales him. professional. <laughs> sales professional over here. Uh, we will be back in a couple weeks with an episode of Big Screen Sports. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening and we'll catch you next year. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.